Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now remember the Global Ag Network. I figured Larry David, John McEnroe could do that better than I could. Well, everybody, this and Landon for that matter, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and we are excited. Everybody is listening in on this episode. This is our like our sixty fifth episode, Landon. Are you excited? Very excited. Awesome. Well, I am too. I don't know what it really does for us or anything, but uh, it means we're still here. We're still alive. We're still breathing. Well, everybody, we hope. Everybody's in the field up there in the Midwest. I know it's been hard. It's been rough, even though I can't really relate. I mean, we finally got back in the field here, what, three days ago, Landon? How long have we been yeah. in the field? Yeah. Two days ago, we did. Several days ago. Yeah. Well, we got two days ago. We about got our corn finished up. All the corn we got planted right now that we're planning on planting. And uh, we're going to do a little late stuff here in a couple weeks. But other than that, we got all the corn in. Landon, how about you? Corn's up, growing. Doing a little plowing, getting ready to put some milo in here in a few weeks. So. Corns up, sun's up, guns yep. up. Yep. Nice. Up. Started getting some cotton in the ground out our way. We've already uh, had a, one of our buddies. He's uh, planted some for us up there by up there in another place. But uh, we're starting to get all that stuff in the ground. We wanted to get it before the moisture got away. So we're excited about that. We've had some. This is one of the once again one of the best starts we've had in uh, in a few years. So uh, whether we make it through this year without a big hailstorm to get us. Well, what do they say, Landon? They take if you get a hailstorm, you get taken out in about what the fourth or fifth inning. You don't have to play, but you don't get a quality start. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, you, a quality you get, start is six, innings. is six innings and three or less runs. Three or less runs, yeah, I so believe. I you got to get a quality start if you don't get a hailstorm, and so that would mean you get a Ju- you get a June hailstorm. You don't get a quality. I would say you would have to make it all to oh what the end of July before it's a quality start. I would think so. Yeah, if, if you get held out early enough, you get a quality finish. <laughs> that's true. You get a quality. You get an early, uh, early tea time. Anyway, yeah, there you go. So that's exciting. Well, uh, yeah. So we've uh, because the last time I had a start like this, we had re- every time we planted a circle of corn, it would rain, and we didn't have to turn the sprinkler on. But it didn't matter because I got a huge hailstorm in June, and then like a huge hailstorm like in July. So yeah, it's like all those guys that are getting close to the prevent plant date. You know, they might get a quality finish. <laughs> Landon, are you very well versed in the prevent plant? Not really. I've just been learning a little bit about it here I, the last few days. I've had to Google it and uh, see what it's really all about. I mean, I've always heard the term and everything, but basically it's just an insurance mm-hmm. uh, an insurance play is what it and is. And so if you can't plant, you can't plant anything on there. Like oh. you, It's not like you get held out on corn and you go you know, you know, go put some milo in there real quick. From what I've heard, I don't think you can you can put anything. Pull it up, Landon, there. So, and I'll stall time while you pull it up. But um, yeah, that's kind. I didn't know you couldn't plant. You can't plant anything, even if it's not. If if what I heard is correct, I'm not an expert on this, so don't. Or is it? Or can you plant something, but it's not insurable? From what I was told, 
You can't plant day. anything, huh? Okay, well, Landon's looking at I'm going to start it. quoting names, just kidding. This is uh, how well-versed we are with the northern and midwestern farmers, so uh, we don't have really pre prevent plant down here. Well, <laughs> there is a prevent plant that we have down here, but it's, I mean, it's legal, but anyway, we're not going into that. So, um, yeah, so hope all you guys, I know the forecast, we're doing this on Wednesday night, May the 15th, and uh, I know the forecast looks pretty Pretty nasty and nappy and wet and all that stuff up there. I'm looking, Landon. I looked at the last uh, five to seven day and man, it looks freaking brutal. I think Radar Ricardo did a a uh, tweet today. Said the colors of the Midwest look like his uh, what was it? His uncle's face after his aunt caught him with another aunt. Something about a Tia, yeah. Tia, <laughs> Tia, Sandy, and was it Sandy and Shelly or something? I don't know. Yeah, the they don't sound like very Hispanic names, but uh, nonetheless, it's a. It was a quality, uh, classy comment. But, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. looking at this deal, and right in the heart of the Midwest, Iowa and India. It's not so much, well, Illinois, yeah, and Indiana. But, I mean, they've got, that's that color orange is, what, five to seven inches, Landon? That's, that's a lot of inches. That's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal, that's what she said. But, uh, so, yeah, and we're, I mean, we are right on the cusp of it. It goes from, like, the eastern Texas panhandle, it goes from purple to light blue, to a little darker blue, to darker blue, which means less rain, and then green, light green, and then us. So it's like a big purple nurple right in the it's a, right in the Midwest. It is, man. It's like a red belly up there in the Midwest. But um, so yeah, hope hopefully you guys can get as much as you possibly can in. So we're uh, yeah, we're hoping for you. But uh, this week we're not we're not talking rain so much. We're talking. I had jury duty this past week and. Uh, Actually got picked, got put on the jury, and that's about as far as it went. So um, go ahead and get into that, Landon. You ever been on jury? Been I on have, a jury? I have a six-person jury. I was the foreman. Not the foreman? Yeah, that was my, was my first upper management position. Uh, so. <laughs> Landon, what was that case about? It must have been county court then. It was a lady on 385 that was trying to go over to her mailbox, and she turned in front of a semi that was passing her and it crushed the front end of her car and she was lucky that she didn't kill herself and the daughter and so she got a ticket and she was trying she was she was fighting the ticket instead of just thanking god that she was alive yeah and so so Lenny, now give us give us the uh the illustration of actually what happened okay so when she's on the stand, like she's she testifies that she's supposed to go past the mailbox because it's she the mailbox this is, is a across residential the highway. Street. No, it's on, oh, it's on the highway. It's on the highway. Okay. And so she said that she had talked to a highway <sighs> patrolman about how to collect her mail. So she's very thorough, and they told well her to coached. go to go to go past the mailbox and come up behind it, get out of your car, get the mail across the highway, and go home. Well, the wreck happened 200 yards in front of the mailbox, so obviously she wasn't. She didn't go past it. No, obviously she was just gonna haul. She's just gonna go over there and get it real quick, and forgot to look behind her. And so we found her guilty, but we took it pretty easy on her. We didn't. We did, we were supposed to find her between 50 and 200 dollars. We just find her 75 bucks. Are you serious? Oh, and she was crushed. I mean, just crushed. What were the hell? The damn court costs were. Oh yeah, it was stupid. It was were a waste more of time. than that. Yeah, it was a waste of time. And then that well, weekend, did she represent herself? No, she had a lawyer. Okay, I mean, this was this was all. Official. How much did that cost? Yeah, and uh, it wasn't a strong arm, but anyway, no, it wasn't. So I'm sure he was on a billboard though. <laughs> yeah, or a bat, or a or a park bench. Yeah. So that so that weekend, I show up to play a church league softball game in Hereford, and who would come sit right next to me? But none other than the lady, <laughs> the, the plaintiff. Yep, the plaintiff. Or no, no, the defendant. This is a criminal yeah. case. Yeah, yeah I had to really. 
had to really had to really keep my head on the swivel during that game. Yeah, you she, you probably felt like you were the cold arm of the law, man. I don't, I don't think she was still quite over that. Seventy five dollars for a court case. Yeah, that's. She was really thinking that one through. Yeah, talk about a waste of time. And what about the lawyer? The lawyer's the one that needs his ass kicked. Oh, I know. That he took this case, which, I mean, I guess if it's criminal, I mean, if he's I mean, a public, you figure, you figure he was a public defender? I mean, I have no, I have no clue. I mean, every everybody was like, hurt her case. Like, the daughter got up there and told the truth. She was like 11 or 12. I mean. Star witness. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only one that, that hurt the case was the truck driver that ran over because they asked him, he said, "How long did you have when you started to pass her before before you hit her?" He's like, "Oh, about a minute or two. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and they had to explain to him like, it, "You could you'd go over two miles in a minute or two. Like, yeah, this guy uh-huh. this guy wasn't the he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. No, he wasn't. He was a wheel short of eighteen. And huh? so so the so the DA or whatever she's uh she's trying to get him off the stand. She says no further questions, and then <laughs> the truck driver goes." Can I say one more thing? No. <laughs> and both lawyers are like, no. <laughs> it's hilarious. The both prosecutors. Yeah. The, yeah, no, yeah. No, the prosecutor Ian, and even and the, the defense yeah, attorney. Both, both lawyers are just like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he probably they probably didn't want him. I bet what they wanted they didn't want him to incriminate himself in some kind of reckless oh, driving. It's probably that would mistrial it and everything. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so has that been a few years ago? Oh yeah, it's been a long time ago. Probably. Nine or ten years. So the first bit. time I ever got called, I didn't get called until I was like at least thirty, and I'm thirty eight now. So um, I was always. I mean, I couldn't even get picked to be on something nobody wants on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I got married at twenty eight or so, or twenty nine or twenty eight, but finally got picked by somebody. And of course, it was still the law, so I mean, I had to go. But uh, yeah, but the first time I got picked, um, I was like juror two hundred and thirty, two hundred and forty. So I was like. I was like four from the end, and uh, of course I didn't get picked. But in this case, this one this week, I was two seventeen, so I was three from the end. But I did the math, and I think only seventy showed up for uh, jury duty. So, um, so we're all sitting there, and they're ask. Um, as soon as we, the lawyers all walk in, it's like, all right, we're doing a. They've requested a jury shuffle. So they said, grab your partner and do si No. And so um, I go from being third from the end to about the third row from the end. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not moved up halfway up the pack. So the jury selection takes all day. And um, long story short, I, and these, I mean, they're asking questions of everybody. And I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, there were pretty simple questions. Or no, actually, I take that back. There were mostly simple questions. And there were some actual constitutional questions. And I know one guy they asked about the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> like, like, he didn't describe the Fifth Amendment or any of that. He just asked him what he thought of it. I'm like, I know this dude, and I guarantee you, he doesn't know what the Fifth Amendment <laughs> is. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you know anything about the Fifth Amendment, I don't think you'd be answering the question. <laughs> no, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say, I plead the Fifth. Yeah. What do you think about the Fifth Amendment? And then it's just, you know. Yeah, he wasn't going to come out with that whole sovereign Cricket's citizen chicken. argument. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so but the guy somewhat he acted kind of like which I think the the lawyer kind of led him into what it was. But uh, I never got asked a question, and um, I guess I and then later on they started asking, well, uh, are you related? Are now are you related to anybody in this jury? Because they were looking at the jury list and some people had the same last names, and a married couple they both got called. 
So um, he talked to the wife. The wife first is like, I see another uh, on here, you know, Smith or whatever. But um, are you two related? She's like, yeah, that's my husband. Like he was sitting a row in front of her. So she, so the lawyer to go ahead and lets her go. And then uh, later on, as we're sitting out in the hallway, I, I end up sitting next to the this, the husband, and uh, we get to talking. And he he didn't get picked either. But uh, long story short, I get picked. So uh, twelve of us in an alternate. So uh, all right, this is at five like five thirty. So I was like, all right, everybody, step into the jury box. So we sat there for like. 10, 15 minutes, and uh, all right, all right, y'all, uh, y'all come back tomorrow. Be here at five to nine, and uh, we'll get this thing started. And uh, so, anyway, show up. Yeah, everybody gets there on time, and we spend about fifteen minutes in the jury room. They bring us out of the courtroom. We sit in the jury box for about three minutes, and uh, the judge goes, "All right, the uh, we they've requested to uh, have the jury go back in the jury room as we discuss some more facts." So we go back in the jury room for about. One hour, and the bailiff comes in and goes, all right, they've made a plea deal. Y'all are done. So they bring us back into the courtroom one more time, and um, it's like, anyway, so he gets us the whole spiel. He pled guilty, and it was a retaliation case. He threatened a cop and uh, also had like a sta- uh, yeah, theft charge against him, and he uh, got probation on everything. So uh, none the, uh, anyway, it was a uh, – it was it would have probably been an open and shut case from what I'm guessing – but um, anyway, so we uh, got done about 10.30 that uh, morning uh, uh, yesterday. So I was kind of, I really needed to get going and go get on the tractor and stuff. But at the same time, I've always been really fascinated with that kind of stuff and um, all that good stuff. So one of the funny aspects of this deal is on the first day we were, so we were in there all day. So obviously we had to take bathroom breaks and everything. So at the end, at the back of the courtroom, we go out of the back of the courtroom, and right there in the hallway is the men's bathroom and the women's bathroom. And they're like catty cornered each other in this corner of the hallway. And I gotta go, so I go in there, and there's two stalls. It's a two holer. So one guy's using one, and um, no, I do not want to optimize my PC and re- restart my computer. Uh, so there's one guy using the one, so I go into the other one, and um, like. The distance between the entrance to the bathroom and the entrance and the door of the stall I'm in is probably about four feet. So, uh, just to give you a little uh, a little um, reference there. So, so I walk more in. More than enough room for you. So yeah, more. Well, yeah, but uh, there's not a whole lot of space. So anyway, so I walk in. I close the door and uh, the stall door, and it doesn't close. And I close the door again. It doesn't close. And I look down. No latch. And so I'm like, all right. Well, I've done this before. I can hold a door and. Uh, Anyway, so I start getting unbuckled, and I look up, and there's one of those Walmart grocery store wide-angle mirrors up in the corner of the stall. (laughs) So I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. And then so I look down and to my left, and on the left side of the toilet, there's where it's got the the wall has got tiles, like uh, uh, 12-inch by 12-inch tiles. And uh, three of those tiles are replaced with 12 inch by 12 inch mirrors in an L, a reverse L shape, right on the left side of the toilet. And I'm like, huh, this is really interesting. I wonder if that's a one way mirror. <laughs> anyway, so I kind of start putting two and two together pretty quick. And I'm thinking, it's like, well, I'm betting this is for inmates or this is for people taking a drug test so a, a bailiff or whatever can watch them do their business. Are they at least like the wacky mirrors, like the carnival? They're not. They do not make them look larger than it appears. 
The uh, I try. I mean, I always wonder what it looked like in a wide angle mirror landing, but I, and I've never had the opportunity, so I don't know why I didn't take a, advantage of it. Were they playing that meatloaf song? Song objects in the rearview mirror. No, but they were. <laughs> they will. They, he was singing. I would do anything for love, but I won't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But and I would have taken the advantage of uh, doing the wide angle mirror thing, but I was too busy holding my pants up and holding the stall door closed because, like I said earlier, the women's bathroom was catty corner, and there were guys walking, there were dudes walking in and out of the bathroom. So if I left the door open, as soon as they walk in, everybody can see in and see my one cheek I got hanging out because I've only been able to hang it, hold it up with one hand. So. Uh, uh, jury duty bathroom. That should be an episode in and of itself, but it's not because we've got to get to the commercial. We've got to get to Reno Ricardo. He's going to give that forecast. Uh, I didn't even got to t- uh, got to what we're going to talk about for the second segment. So Monsanto, they are get, they have gotten sued and they have gotten a two billion dollar assessment against them, and we're going to talk about that. And um, also, we, I ran across something really interesting. It's Spider Man. Not the Spider-Man you all and we all know and love. But yes, that's why we played What a Freak. Like I said, Larry David does it better. So all that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Dickhead! Well, hello, hello, everybody. Richard Head here with Richard Head and Associates Attorneys at Law, your one-stop lawyer shop for all your cancer-suing needs. Skin, liver, brain, kidney, prostate, ovarian, we've got it all here. And now, if you are a part of the new Monsanto $2 billion settlement, we can hook you up because that is not an exorbitant amount of money, as you might think. Sure, the lawyers will get over 75% of that settlement, and 75% of that settlement probably won't get paid out anyway. You will probably end up with less money than when you started, and you'll still have your cancer. Dickhead! Hey, Richard Head is always here for you. Don't forget our other associates, Brick Wall. Yes, he's our new intern for the summer. He's hard and fast when it comes to getting all the subpoenas out, all the summons to your witnesses. We're going to get you the case you deserve at the case you've been wanting for. Dickhead! Call us at 1-800-BILLION. That's right, 1-800-BILLION, because that's how much money we're going to give you for your cancer-causing lawsuit. 1-800-BILLION. We know there's not that many letters or numbers on the radio dial or the phone dial, because that's what you'll be calling on. Dickhead! Attorneys at Law, we are here to serve you. Call us today! We also do transvaginal mesh and mesothelioma cases. Caproni, you can't be on jury duty. You're not even a citizen, Vato. You're illegal. Hey, hey, this is Orena Ricardo. Dana Serio, bringing your Dry Podcast weather update. Well, Brent, good to see you back again, Vato. Um, I know you had jury duty. I can't believe you didn't get kicked off because you knew it was my cousin and you know him and you know me. So I don't know why you didn't say nothing. I guess you wanted to be on him so you can evict a brown man, huh, Vato, huh? Hey, Vato. Hey, he pled guilty anyway, so I guess, hey, no harm, no foul, huh, Vato, hey. 
Hey, Matoa, we're all uh, it's a, we're all back in the in the saddle again, you know. Or you got the tractor back in the field and everything. And I know, man, I, I said yesterday that uh, you know that all the colors on the forecast map or whatever, man, they all look like my my uncle's face after my my tia caught him with my other tia. So I looked it up. I've got lots of tia, so I gotta remember who all like the names are. Like, so he's married to Sandy, okay? But he hooked up with Candy, which I know doesn't sound like Mexicana, you know, chica names or whatever. But I mean, they're, you know, they they identify they identify as white chicks. I mean, you know, what can I say? They they they, they identify as crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, but the, uh, yeah, man, he was bumping uglies with my Tia Candy Tia or Tia Candy. I don't know. That's what he calls her, man. That's not even her real name. Her name is like uh, Cheryl or something. I don't know, he has his pet name. He's got a pet name for his mistress. And he says it like right in front of my other tia, you know, his actual wife or whatever. So it's kind of crazy, you know, you know, baby mama drama and all that stuff. So uh, she whipped him up pretty good. She blooded him and uh, he kind of, my tia kind of went back into under the house, you know, under the porch or however the country songs go. But uh, I guess I got to get to the weather. Um, Looks like it's going to be kind of hot and then it's going to be kind of wet. Bato, uh, sorry for all the Midwest farmers or whatever. This, hey, hey, dickhead. Attorneys at law, man. Bato, they got my brother off. They'll get you up. That's what she said. Okay, Landon, we're going to do a take two here. Okay, jury awards a, I guess they're a California couple, $2 billion. And uh, Monsanto was forced to pay them $2 billion in a lawsuit alleging that Roundup caused them non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Landon, and uh, part two is a freak show. Uh, it's all about Spider-Man, and if you would have seen my uh, seen my uh, tweet retweet today about dude who turns him tries is is he trying to turn himself into a spider, Landon, or is he just? A, I mean, I know he's a freak. Body mod. I think he's just about done it. I didn't know spiders were vain enough to wear backwards hat and bushing earrings. I know, <laughs> cut off their own ears, and you know that. Oh, you know man. what? It looks like a snake is on his neck, like a t- snake tattoo. Do snakes not eat spiders? Can they eat a spider? What would what would make a spider even scarier? A snake tattoo. That's true. I mean, if you think about it. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. This guy, MS13, thinks this guy needs to back off the tattoos a little bit. <laughs> Landy, you can't nod on a podcast. <laughs> We've been doing this for a year and a half now. But um, yeah. So, but first of all, first things first. California jury. Hits Bayer with a $2 billion award in Roundup Cancer Trial. And this is off of Reuters. Uh, headline, a California jury on Monday awarded more than $2 billion to a couple who claimed Bayer's AG, Bayer AG's glyphosate-based Roundup weed killer caused their cancer in the largest U.S. jury ver- verdict to date against the company in litigation over the chemical. The large punitive damages award is likely to be reduced due to U.S. Supreme Court rulings that limit the ratio of punitive to compensatory damages to 9 to 1. The jury awarded a total of $2 billion in punitive damages and $55 million in compensatory damages. How are they going to round up all that money? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Landon. I don't know. Oh, it was the third consecutive U.S. jury verdict against the company in litigation over the chemical, which Bayer acquired as part of its $63 billion purchase of Monsanto last year. Both ju- both other jury verdicts also came in California, surprise, surprise, one in state and one in federal. The one in Alameda County Superior Court in Oakland on Monday said the company was liable for plaintiffs 
Alva and Alberta Pilioid contracting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a spokeswoman for the couple said. Alva and Alberta, which one do you think is the man and which one do you think is the woman? Of course, now this is in Oakland, so they don't necessarily have to be man and woman. Uh, it's, it's a little late, Landon. I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's pretty obvious, Alva. I'm glad you didn't name your daughter Alva, Landon. Alva's the woman? Alva is the man. Alberta is, I'm sure, the woman. But their last name, Pilioid, I don't know, it sounds made up. But it awarded $18 million in compensatory and a billion in punitive damages to Alva Pilioid and $37 million in compensatory and a bi- Hey! Oh, no, 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 no. I was fixing to say um, this is, uh, once again, a story of where women get paid less than men. But this is not the case. Literally. It awarded $18 million in compensatory and a billion to Alva and $37 million in compensatory and a billion in punitive to his wife, Alberta. So can we finally lay to rest, Landon, that women are getting paid less than men? Yes. Thank you. The jury found Roundup has been defectively designed that the company failed to warn of the herbicide's cancer risk and that the company acted negligently. Landon, I'm looking at a, at a, at a case of Roundup right here, and right there in big, bold, black letters, it says, CAUTION. Is that not? Oh, I mean, so the levels as many. I wonder if that warning could cover anything if it just said caution. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it also <laughs> says, I, but I mean, nothing else. That'd be funny. Caution. But it says precaution too. So I mean, mm-hmm. you got our es- Spanish Espanola friends. Espanola there. Espanola. Yeah. But um, so as everybody knows in the farming community that handles chemicals, you've got your levels of warning uh, 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 warning signs on chemicals. It's caution. It's warning. It's danger, and then it's like danger with like the skull and crossbones, like your Timic, and I think Gramoxone has like the danger and cro- uh, crossbones on it. But um, they all have the different levels of warning signs. So um, I would say they have caution on there, quite literally. Brent Wisner, no no relation, has a lawyer <laughs> is a lawyer for the Pilioids, and all he is doing now is seeing how many Bentleys and how many rolls he can buy with his. 98% cut of this uh, lawsuit that will probably never get paid. Uh, he said it in a news conference following the verdict that said Bayer had to take responsibility for its product. Monsanto keeps denying that it causes cancer, and these two fine people here are casualties of that deception. Standing, uh, he said as he stood next to the couple, who are in their 70s. Uh, Alberta called on Bayer to add a warning label to Roundup, saying she and her husband would not have used the product had it alerted them to a cancer risk. We've been fighting cancer for more than nine years now, and we can't do any of the things we wanted to do. We really resent Monsanto for that. Uh, let's see. Moving on down through the core, uh, moving on down through the story, we get a little of the other side. Um, the uh, Monsanto and Bayer, all in one, say that um, their their discovery information of the couple has said they have the couple has had illnesses throughout their uh, later years of their life that have lent to their onset of the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma case. And this is what their lawyers are saying. So, um, you know, there's always two sides of the story. Landon, how much Roundup have you spilled on your hands and your arms? I don't think very much, but, I mean, there's there's some. I mean... What, what do you think you have touched that is more dangerous than Roundup, and you can't say your wife? <laughs> I've, I think what have I... What have you come in contact with? Battery acid? I think I've smoked half a dozen cigarettes in my life. 
That's not very good, I might add. Um, you weren't very good at it, or they weren't. No, very good? I wasn't very good at it. Mostly, it was just like burn holes in potato chip bags or stuff. It's usually towards <laughs> the end. Usually towards the end of You're the night. You're just using them as party tricks. Yeah, probably the 18 beers I had before that did more. Probably, damage. probably did more damage. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I wonder if Rogaine. Had, maybe maybe the Rogaine I used to use back in the day. Maybe. Did maybe. you seriously use it? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, that, yeah. Don't, I was that. like seventeen or eighteen. I was a, I was a oh, you were already losing it. Then. I, I was a young, stupid kid. Oh yeah. So did you like lick the pills or how does it? What's <laughs> yeah. the application don't, process? Don't you drink it? <laughs> 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 no, you just like spray it on your head. It's it's very embarrassing. That is awesome, and obviously, yeah. it didn't work. Or did you spray it just mostly on the sides? Oh, all over. Oh, okay. Over. Because the sides are still, you know, they're still legit. I pubic mean, region. It worked in the pubic region. But. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, uh, Rogaine, I would think, is supposed to go on the skin. I've Wait, probably, can I sue Rogaine? I'm going I'm to get after well, them. Well, they may not have caused you cancer, but their product certainly didn't work. I highly doubt that they have $2 billion either. They probably don't. Maybe a hair short. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're getting yeah. on this pun party, I'm getting oh, in yeah. on it too. But um, so yeah, uh, you ever had Ivamec splashed on you? What's that? Oh my God, Landon, you don't do cattle at all, do you? Dewormer for cattle? Oh, pour on for cattle, Ivamec. No, uh, I've had. I mean, probably a small amount. Micotil is another dangerous drug that. I mean, there were cowboys out there that won't give cattle Micotil because they're too scared to give it to them because they're afraid they're going to poke themselves. Because Landon, Micotil, as you probably don't know, is a uh, meta- antibiotic for cattle. It is very lethal to humans, so um, mm. you do not want to poke yourself with a syringe full of micotil. Um, and I don't know if it's like an extreme case where micotil might kill you, but um, like a rattlesnake. But you don't you don't want to uh, put it up in a vein. So yeah. But um, let's see. So micotil never had that. I probably had a little ivamex splashed on me. I've had let's see what else. I don't think I've had any acids. Landon, I was um, grinding some steel, uh, grinding some iron yesterday or a couple days ago with an angle grinder, and it slipped. Fortunately, I had gloves on, and that dude, that angle grinder went right down the top middle of my uh, middle finger, and so I've got a pretty good little uh, gash there. Fortunately, I had the gloves on, and it was probably, I would say, a th- thousandth of an inch from getting to a bone fortunately I didn't get Dang. any closer so um i uh, put a band-aid on it and i went on but uh, so that was pretty dangerous but i don't think it's going to cause me cancer let's see landon what you work at the co-op you worked in the barns and the elevators and the t- and the uh, tanks mm-hmm. i'm sure you wore a nice uh, really uh armor proof bulletproof dust mask oh dust yeah mask yeah. yeah we wore the old dust mask Yep. It was a. Uh, I was painting my when I got that a uh, insulation put in the barn. Um, I painted a few sections of it uh, where we were gonna have a wash rack, and so I didn't want to get too much inadvertent water on it. So uh, I got one of those respirators, and I borrowed it from my nephew. He uh, for their ag mechanics project, they sprayed their uh, the spray painted their. I mean, with a not with a spray can, obviously, but spray guns and stuff. Uh, pure red, like Case IH red. And I mean, these filters were soaked red. And I'm sure I probably should have replaced them. <laughs> but, uh, and I was using white paint. So, long story short, by the time I got done spray painting, or not spray painting, but a, a spray, uh, painting this barn on the inside, the uh, filters, which were once red, were now snow white. So, um, needless to say, it was probably a pretty good idea I had respirators on. They say, Landon, I've heard that uh, anything you get on your skin, your liver will eventually have to uh, process. Like anything your skin huh. absorbs, it still gets into your bloodstream and it goes through your liver. 
So, Landon, you, if you spilled li- uh, Roundup or anything else on your arms, suntan lotion, I guess, maybe your skin, uh, maybe your liver has to protect, you know, has to process SPF, whatever. So, at least you know your liver's not going to get sunburned. I mean, that's, that's nice. I mean, the, the cirrhosis may get it first, but at least the sun won't, you know, have any sunspots. You get liver spots. I know that. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so if you don't want anything going through your liver that's not supposed to go through your liver, try not to get it on your skin is what I've heard. So, yeah. Uh, but, Landon, so another thing that struck me interesting is uh, as I was on jury, even though I didn't get to do any jury stuff, um, is, like, they had this big case, like this Monsanto case, for instance, and they probably had, in this top, you know, in the big city, they probably have more people show up just by the law of numbers. They're trying to find 12, quote, impartial jurors. And when they find them, they all of a sudden have to become plant biologists, oncologists, uh, what else, Landon? Um, lawyers have to become uh, environmental lawyers, have to become personal injury lawyers, because they're throwing all these things out at these people, Landon, and um, all of a sudden these layman folks off the street, and remember, Landon, there is a ton of human shit on the streets of Oakland. I don't know about the streets of Bakersfield, but I know in Oakland and San Francisco, people are having to dodge a whole lot of human shit. So chances are, if you're going to jury duty and you're having to dodge a whole bunch of stuff, on the sidewalk, you're already in a pretty bad mood. So um, yeah. Now in Desmith County, they pay you eight dollars a day for jury what? Se- for jury selection day. Oh my god, six. And I think they bumped it. They got a pay increase. But if you get selected, you get forty dollars a day. Hey. And like me, the nice guy that I am, I donated my money to the crisis center. So um, yeah, that's what the, that's just kind of guy I am. So you go in there, and so they start throwing all of these different uh, scientific. You know, they bring all these experts on that are actually scientists, that are actually lawyers, that are actually witnesses of some kind of you know field of study, and they're trying to explain it to twelve Americans that what's the percentage of people that have science degrees landing? I don't know of the, in the uh, United States. That's more of a math question. So I don't know. That's, so yeah. So now they got to have economists too. They got to yeah. have mathematicians. You know, they probably just like bring out a bathtub full of roundup and they bring in like to talk to the scientists that are saying it's okay. And they're like, okay, bathe in this. Yeah. And they will believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they bring in Bill Nye, the science guy. and <laughs> He's over there ripping phone books in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got Mr. T doing some kind of witness protection yeah. deal. But um, so, you know, and I mean, the jury system, the American jury system is probably the best uh, law, you know, civil and criminal law, justice, um, reconciliation process in the world. There's probably not any better. I mean, because, you know, the whole one judge system, you know, they got away from that. And um, I mean, you can still choose a judge if you want to. But. The jury selection process is, you know, like the one I went to, I mean, they ask people questions over and over and they, they like, if you were in like the back three rows, you were okay. Like you weren't hardly going to get asked anything. Like they asked the same people on the front row, all kinds of different questions. And then they just kind of, you could tell the lawyer was getting tired because he would go, okay, anybody on the second row? Oh yes. And they would talk to them for like five minutes. Okay. Third, fourth row, fifth row, sixth row, <laughs> you know, they didn't really want to know. So anyway, but uh, like I said, the uh, jury, the uh, they made a plea deal as the trial was about to start. So uh, I guess they saw my "they're all guilty" T-shirt and they decided <laughs> yeah. they decided that uh, they probably better make a plea bargain because uh, I might have been sending them away. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. 
it was a I will convict them all is what it said. But um, so yeah, jury duty, Monsanto. Um, this thing's gonna go to appeals court. Uh, Landon, you got anybody like on the docket that you would like to sue, just like off the top of your head? Uh, I think I said John Daniels earlier for for screwing up the Rangers. Yeah, you told told me that before we started recording. Making um, making Nolan Ryan leave. Do you think he? You think he just ran him off, or? I don't know what all went down there. I'd like to know. I'd be like to be a fly on the wall there. I don't. I don't hate John Daniels. I just don't know why he doesn't want to win. I just don't like but, him very much. Yeah. So uh, it's like he keeps putting together the best team 2009 ever saw. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it. Golly, I was looking at Ian Kinsler. Dude, he's about to be out of the majors. He's like got yeah. a one. Yeah, he got his World Series last year. So oh, him, I guess that's him true. and old Mitch Moreland. So Mitch Moreland, the Red Sox. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't really care. So Landon, I got to get to Spider Man. Let's oh, let's, yeah, the let's bring up Spider Man, Landon. Uh, we lost our internet there for a little bit, so I had to go to my personal hotspot. So um, I re- I tweeted this out this afternoon, and um, this is from the sun dot com or the sun co uk. So this is a United Kingdom uh, magazine, kind of like the National Enquirer, but these are legit pictures. Everybody go to the uk and look up Spider Man. The uh, subtitle of it is Body Modifier with 150 Tattoos Shows Off Spider Implants Under His Arms After Starting Transformation at Age 11. Age 11. Okay, Landon, so what are your first impressions? Take a look at this screen. Oh, he gets my attention. He always got a spider web on his hand. I guess guess that's legit. He's a spider guy. So the... uh, Do spiders have split tongues? That I don't. Do they have tongues? Kimmy asked me that before I left. She said, "Is he trying to be a snake or I, a spider?" I've heard they taste with their finger. Their fingers. I heard they taste with their legs. Is that not true? I have to, I need to ask my boys because they're f- maybe maybe he's counting a split tongue as two legs because he's got to get you know four more. Jeez. And his arms have to be considered legs. So the spider implants. I was really hoping they were real spiders or like the like the uh, mosquito in that dude's cane on Jurassic Park you know where he's all nice where he's all uh, what is that um um gooey stuff that hardened I can't remember but um so the self-confessed most modified youth in the world so everybody's worried about uh, genetically modified organisms if this isn't a genetically modified organism I don't know what is Landon because MS13 needs, thinks this guy needs to take his tattoo game down a little bit this guy, what would you say those bushings are in those earlobes? I'm going to say those have got to be, what, three-inch bushings? Yeah, two, two or three inches. Pretty big. Dude, so dude cut off the back half of his ears. He looks more like an elf. <laughs> I mean, in that aspect. If that elf shows up to my house on Christmas Eve with Santa Claus, I'm running for the yeah. effing hills. This, um. How much do you think 150 tattoos cost? That's what I was doing some. Well, Landon, let's see. I'm thinking like so. He's got obviously got the sleeves. He's got all his fingers tatted. I'm sure he's like half of his like. There's probably some cheap ones in there, but I did I did an average cost of about you know between 150 and 200 dollars. That's like 30 grand. You think what's the ROI on that? Their return on investment. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, you can't get a job very easily. So. Gee, I mean, you you don't think he's going to like CPS and doing social work? I wouldn't think so. I think he's working for like the paranormal activity guys. Yeah, I need to talk to filmmakers. your kid. I need to talk to your kid for a minute. We've got a report of some some abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I promise they didn't touch me. <laughs> show me all my tattoos where they touched you. Yeah. <laughs> what he, what kind of spider do you think he identifies with? 
Oh, oh, now we're talking about identity politics. Landon, I mean, so this is in this is this is in Australia. So I mean, it's got to be like some spider that can like eat your child like whole. What kind, what kind of hip spider would have a backwards hat? I don't know. <laughs> really, really. Jeez. Uh, Ethan the- Bramble has had more than forty operations to modify his body. He started his dramatic transformation at age 11 and has over 150 tattoos and 40 body modifications. The, the dad of one from New South Wales has had each of his ears snipped so that half is missing, his belly button removed, and his tongue split in half. So spiderwebs don't have belly buttons. I did not know that. So where, how do you remove a belly button? You just fill it, in like some, fill it in with some dirt, maybe. I or? mean, do you not? Yeah, it, that's it, what it I'm saying. It depends if he has not, an, an innie or an outie. I mean, do you? Oh, that's true. I mean, if it's an innie, I mean, are they just spackling it shut? You just pour a little concrete in there, some quick creed in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, some, <laughs> or some JB Weld that thing shut or something. Yeah. I mean, what is that? I guess spiders probably don't have, I mean, they don't have belly buttons. You just staple it together. You maybe? think he sleeps in like a cocoon at night or a pupa? I don't know. No, no, that's, he's, no, that's not a spider. <laughs> probably Those sleeps are caterpillars. On like Spider Man sheets or something. You probably, I'm sure he probably, what does he, oh, I wonder what this guy eats for dinner. He's living a web of lies. I know that. <laughs> um, now, he jokes his appearance will keep people away from his daughter. Yeah, forever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he has got silicone spiders to sit underneath the skin on his hands. You know, if this guy shows up with like four cadaver legs sewn to his back, then I'm going to start believing. <laughs> then I'm going to start believing. The, but or the, at least like some fake legs where you pull a string and they move that'd be pretty cool uh yeah he'd be a marionette or something i have always enjoyed how it looks he says i'm going to be the coolest grandpa ever yeah that's because you're going to be a grandpa when you're 19 years old he just said that he's going to keep boys away from yeah. his daughter how's he going to be a grandfather no one is going to be messing with my daughter at all but ever. i'll be a grandfather yeah, you're going to be a great... Yeah, good luck with that. Pretty sure the odds of your daughter finding a good guy have just... You've kind of gone down on those a little I'm bit. I'm betting there's going to be a, a, a custodian of this child in his child's near future. You know, uh, Ethan previously revealed the torment of having more than 40 body modification procedures, including tattoos on his eyeballs. Did he recount the stupidity of it? Oh, that risked him going blind. At 17, he had his tongue split, and he confessed he feared choking to death because he was forced to sleep upright for five days as he was constantly drooling. <laughs> he said, it's excruciating when you've just had your tongue cut in half. <laughs> then it, the anesthetic, goes away and it all hits you at once. Do you think he bites his tongue very often when he eats? I don't know. You could eat like two jelly beans at a time and like get both flavors. <laughs> Ethan has also had his labyrinth, the area under the bottom lip, cut. And his nostrils punched. <laughs> I bet he's had his nostrils punched. Doesn't so, everybody have their nostrils punched? So like, so yeah. <laughs> Since he first stretched his ears at the tender age of 11. What do you so, think? So some parents had to give him permission to, to do this? Well, that's what I thought. Maybe I mean, they're the coolest grandparents ever. I, ugh. Although he regularly shares photos of his radical look to his 192,000 fans and fo- fan followers on Instagram... The freak admitted that he still struggles with people's opinions of him. He said, I have terrible social anxiety when you are out in public and so many people are asking questions and wanting to take photos with you and title it, I saw the freak. And it can get a (laughs) bit overwhelming. And when it is an everyday occurrence, 
That's when it can get a bit frustrating. This needs to be uh, hashtagged, what were you expecting? He revealed that his mother was hesitant at at the beginning of his transformation. And however, he said that when his own daughter is 18, she can do whatever she wants. Good God almighty. Did you see where he pulls his eyes down? Can you imagine what, if somebody walked up to you and just did that? <laughs> I would split their uh, I would split their nostrils in half. Yeah. Scream like a girl. Okay, here's with his shirt off. He's got a so on his sternum, he's got a picture. It looks like Marilyn Manson kind of, but the the so it's got a face of a person with a pentagram on his forehead. Um Why he, are spiders so evil. I don't know. Uh the silence of the lamb in silence of the lambs, and there a spider? No. I don't know. Uh, John Goodman doesn't show up from... <laughs> yeah, arachnophobia. John Goodman wouldn't even step on this guy. So it's, oh, so now he's got a picture of this poor child. Poor Some, child. Somebody mated with him. Jeez. I'm thinking it was an alien. So he's sleeping on a bed with the covers with the theme of Hello Kitty. <laughs> Landon, I have now seen it all. And now, is that a SpongeBob SquarePants T-shirt? As if SpongeBob no. was on a was on an acid trip. If SpongeBob got dipped into acid, maybe. <laughs> this looks like the cartoon on Who Framed Roger Rabbit as he was in the yeah. dip. Yeah, he was in the dip. Oh, Landon, this is what our world is coming to, guys. Well, we are getting long, and that is something you can. I want everybody That's what to she listen. Said. Uh, this is an episode I want everybody to listen as you fall asleep tonight. Spider-Man, Monsanto, and jury duty. Oh, we should have Googled like that statistic about how many spiders you eat in your sleep during your life, like 8 to 10 or something. I, th- I thought you eat like two a night. No. Is it not two a night? Well, I don't know. We use we use uh, bug traps in our house. so uh, Well, not bug traps, but we just don't open the door. We leave the doors open at night. It's a pretty quality deal. Landon, we got to go. Everybody, we hope y'all have enjoyed this episode. It's been kind of uh, easy going this week. So uh, we hope y'all listen next week and stay with us. Everybody, don't forget to uh, check us out on Twitter. That's where this thing will drop. Among all the other destinations, you'll find us at Trader Brent, and you'll find it on Landon's. No spiders, Landon, 69. No, just kidding. No twit, Landon, 44. That's all right. You'll also find us on iTunes, Twit, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, I don't know, Spotify, yeah. And, of course, we are part of the Global Ag Network with all of those great podcasts that you can find there. And until next time, everybody, y'all stay wicked, and please don't be a freak. And, as always, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Drawline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Dickhead. We'll get you off of your case. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, and now a member of the Global Ag Network. It's 2019.